You're listening to an Amplify podcast. There's been some exciting developments in the world happening uh, recently, uh, mostly involving Pokemon. Pokemon. Pokemon Go. The, the most important thing of our generation is Pokemon, clearly. Obviously. It is the, the most memeable event. Actually, no, there's quite a lot of events that have happened in the last month or so that are quite memeable. Yeah. But n- none of them have share that special place that Pokemon Go has in our, in our heart. Rebecca, do you, do you have Pokemon Go? No. Personally, I don't have Pokemon Go. Neither do I, but I have friends who play Pokemon Go, and I play Pokemon Go with them at school. There's, like, packs of people around school. You can always tell where the Poke- people playing Pokemon Go are because there's, like, a group of them all on their phones, a massive group. Just sort of swarming, looking looking for those Pokemans. A guy at my school... <laughs> those Pokemen. The Poke- a guy at my school went all the way from our uh, VCE centre all the way up to the local bus stop to try and find a Pokemon, oh and God. then the service crashed, and, he was like, and so he came in to have a grumble about it in the library, which I think is some sort of dedication. I, I, found a, uh, I personally found a Pokemon in uh, one of my classrooms the other day. <laughs> But I was on my laptop during work, uh, during uh, doing work in theatre studies today, and and my teacher was like, "Toby, I, I, are you on your laptop?" I was like, "Yeah." And she was like, "Are you doing work?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she was like, "Are you doing anything Pokemon related?" <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I, w- I want to be doing Pokemon related work. Yes. I'm, How I'm, good would that be? Pokemon related work. I think I would like to write a PhD thesis on Pokemon Go about something. You probably could. Yeah. I actually saw, I saw some uh, I saw a situationist analysis of the uh, of Pokemon Go as a phenomenon, which I oh, oh I, I haven't I haven't read it yet, but I saw saw the uh, the, the title of the article and I saved the post, and uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing I'm gonna be doing some reading on my next holiday. Better better give us updates. Better I'll, I will amplify I will updates. Amplify updates on uh, situationist reading of Pokemon's Go. But what I really think is amazing about this is it's the only app ever to actually get people to exercise. Yeah. Like every app that has tried has failed, and now there's Pokemon Go. Pokemon, like I think the Pokemon company's been trying to like get people outside for ages, like with all of their things, like where you could go and uh, you could go with the the old old Pokemon where you could link up to each other through yeah. the cords and you have to, you know, go out and find your mates to play Pokemans. And to get that one Pokemon from the other colour of the Pokemon game. Mm. I think that's a smart marketing move on the on the part of Nintendo is, like, ha- releasing two, like, smart or sneaky sort of move about <laughs> releasing two games. With, like, one or two different Pokemon in each game. It's only slightly different. Diabolical. Diabolical. Ah, <laughs> uh, I... I because I live in, uh, I'm still living in 2005, and I have a Nokia brick for a phone. <laughs> uh, it does have a good battery life, but it prevents me from uh, experience, truly experiencing Pokemon Go. But I feel the memes, the memes will sustain me until I get it. It's okay. I'm I'm just gonna stick to old-fashioned DS Pokemon myself. What a hipster. Amplify the sound of underage Melbourne. Interesting developments in the world of international diplomacy. Uh, mainly one uh, about the the Chinese came to own the South China Sea. Yes, the Hague, which is the UN, has announced that China does not actually have a claim to that part of the South China Sea that the Philippines do. That's a bit kind of sucks. It's a bit anticlimactic. So, yeah. You know, they've been building all of these bases. So, you know, 
uh, dredging up reefs, putting things on, doing all of this construction. It's like it's like if you're building renovations on your house, and you've got it all done. You got you've essentially got your house built, and then the council goes and like, oh, I'm so I'm sorry, guys. This this is actually your neighbor's house. You've just well, de- you've demolished a wall, <laughs> and now you're building your extra ensuite bathroom. Right, right in their kitchen. Well, is it actually going to stop China? No, uh, but, <laughs> very decisive. But there. it's it's like that, and then the council comes and it says, "Ah, uh, yeah, so this this is actually your house. This is your neighbor's house. Can you just stop building extent uh, renovations?" And then it's like uh, you're like you're like really really annoying, a uh, bit of a jerk. Uh, person who lives across the roads coming along and running around, <laughs> running around your extension. They know this is still part of the footpath. It's fr- freedom of navigation, <laughs> freedom of navigation. But uh, we <laughs> last week on our se- uh, season finale bonanza, I had talked about my personal campaign for Victorian independence, which I am vexit, vexit, uh, topical and edgy memes. Uh, but uh, Victorian secessionist movement two K sixteen. Daniel Andrews, Supreme Emperor for life. <laughs> But I, uh, I have decided that uh, if China can claim the Spratly Islands <laughs> as, it own, as its own, I, too, claim the South China Sea as part of the territorial waters of a newly independent Victorian republic. They're nowhere near Victoria. Well, There's, the like, f- a few m- land masses between us and us and that bit of water, but have okay. You, have you seen where the Spratly Islands? They're nowhere near China either. <laughs> I mean, China is closer to the Spratly Islands than we are. Well, there's less There's less bodies of land between China and the Spratly Islands. Yeah, but, that bod- that, you know, it's, you know, you can you can easily... Indonesia's a bunch of islands. <laughs> it's if you, you can draw a line through the bodies of water. You don't have to go directly through anything. So you just have like this tiny like like bit of Victoria that extends around the rest of Australia, then goes up and through all of the Indonesian islands to get to the Spratly Islands. Yes, it's sort of like a lot. <laughs> it will be uh, one of the first acts of Victorian independence uh, upon the success of the referendum. Will be an extension to the St Kilda Pier, and that uh, that's it's just Sink- a really long pier. It, that that will be the St Kilda Pier. Will reach to the Spratly Islands to reinforce our claim over we'll them. Just, we'll just have little fairy penguins running across, running all the way up and back. It, it'll be an entertaining sport. It will replace the grand final as the thing that Victorians watch the most. <laughs> the uh, penguin runs. The penguin runs. Uh, we'll give them little caps. They can deliver messages. It'll be like the Tour de France. <laughs> except, except with I'll, penguins, except so with better. Pe- except with penguins better, and I'll actually watch it. <laughs> I think I think it's a I think it's a worthwhile I think it, do you, do you think it's a worthwhile pursuit to it may not be cost effective uh, building a uh, building a, a pier to the Spratly Islands through Indonesia uh, and up through uh, the Straits. No, I wouldn't be. Which way would you want to go? Do you want to go past Bali, up past Borneo? Do you want to go like around, sort of like hug the coastline around Java and then go through the Straits of Malacca? Because then we get to see pirates. Pirates are cool, except they'd probably destroy this St Kilda Pier. Well, that's what we need. We need, we need to spend money on pirate protection also, schemes. Are we cutting right through the Ge- Great Barrier Reef, or just going around? Well, the we're Great going Bar- around. We're going around the Great Barrier Reef. I think. So Queensland can keep that. I, yeah, Queensland can keep that. Although it would be well, there's not that much of it left to keep, is there? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, but I think Victoria Police would have to have an increased pirate fighting budget if we were to direct uh, the St Kilda Pier through either the Straits of Malacca. Or the uh, the Indonesian archipelago. It's okay. We can just build a wall. <laughs> I like this idea. Uh, 
So you're suggesting that we build a large wall on either side of our, our extended pier as it goes around. Give, give it a little tin roof as well, like a corrugated iron roof. It's it's uh, Australia. Keep it Australian. It's keep it Australian. <laughs> I think that's a good enough idea for me. Amplify. 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 So some uh, major events have happened in the last uh, few days. Uh, one of them is the... Uh, the election finally being called. Oh my god! Aren't there still some electorates that have to be finished? But they've both sides of uh, Shorten's yeah. conceded defeat and Turnbull's declared victory. Uh, it's a it's a victory for jobs and growth. Jobs and growth. <laughs> jobs and growth. I have on my hand written on my knuckles in the the same style as the Blues Brothers. Jobs and growth. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yesterday on uh, on last night on yeah yesterday uh, night on sin Tuesday, on Tuesday on Amplify there was a bit of a jobs and growth love from uh, from Isabella and Grace jobs and growth jobs and growth it's a bit of a change from the politics of Wednesday <laughs> where it's always we don't really explicitly mention communism very often. Which sin does not sin does not sin condone does not take, any politi- particular does, political party. Uh, but in our in our uh, our uh, rights as private citizens, uh, we we both uh, froth Chairman Mao. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> not, me, you do. <laughs> not even I'm not I'm not even a Maoist actually. No. no. Go greens. Go go greens. But don't. No, that's just our opinion. That's our opinion. Go greens. Uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's, yeah, it's been an interesting uh, election. It's been an interesting election cycle. It's been far too long. Far too. Also, did you see the size of the Senate ballot papers? It's like a foot. I know. It's a fo- that, that's 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 almost the length of a subway sub. Imagine like people filling out all of the boxes underneath the line as well. Yeah. Because like I would probably personally do that. That that's. That's quite a lot of commitment, actually. Now that you no longer have yeah. to f- have to fill out all the boxes below the line, that's quite impressive. I am I am impressed. Yep. Count me impressed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think it's I think it's just been a uh, it's. But I'm I'm thankful that our like election campaigns are mercifully short compared to like all the pundits oh, are talking yes. about. It's a marathon campaign. We can't we can't. And then there's America. And then there's America. It's like <laughs> the the campaign. I I remember I remember talking about the US election campaign with my friends uh in the, this time last year like having arguments about Trump and Bernie and Hillary and back back in the days when Ted Cruz was still around rip Ted Cruz the zodiac killer uh I think I think it was a uh it's the, the Australian campaigns I think were all weak Compared to the Americans, I feel like the American campaigns have more personality, though. Oh yeah, definitely. There's... Ours are just boring. Our, Jobs just... and growth. What is it? A hundred, a hundred positive policies. policies. Uh, innovative and like what? Uh, I can't remember three word slogan. Like you can literally <laughs> replace three words. You can literally jobs and growth in uh, in the speeches with three word slogan, and three it wouldn't slogan, and it would have it would have affected a single thing. <laughs> One of my friends is running for uh, for school ca- uh, captain on the uh, on the the uh, the slogan of three word slogan. So instead of saying instead of like uh, instead coming of, up with the three word slogan, he just says three word slogan. I will bring to you a three word slogan. <laughs> And I, if that's not political satire at its most edgy and relevant, I don't know what is. Amplify.
last week in our season finale, Bonanza, we talked about our favourite Australian bands and our favourite Australian music. Uh, and we decided today to talk about our favourite Australian authors. And, yes, we uh, did. So do you have a favourite Australian author? I really like Peter Carey. So Peter Carey writes these really... I've read his short stories. I should really read some more of his novels and work. But the short stories I've read are amazing because they basically... Some of them start out normal, some of them don't, and they all end up really weird and have, like, a really defined point, but just some bizarre stuff happens. So there's this one where an old guy is dating this chick and he peels off the layers of her skin. Mm-hmm. And then eventually she's like a doll in the middle. I'm sorry, spoilers. But you they're short stories, so... No, yeah. Uh, my favourite... Australian author is uh, this lady from the, uh, the the last century called Christina Stead, who wrote some very, very uh, quite impressive and dense novels. Uh, her most famous being The Man Who Loved Children, which is this sort of like sprawling, complex uh, like text all about everything. And it, it's most like impressive features. So Stead was a psychologist in her training, so she lectured in psychology at various universities. But the most, and so she used this to help craft characters and so the most like impressive and memorable feature about this uh about the man who loved children is the the central character sam pollitt who is uh such like it's a 500 page book and over the course it's he's such a psychologically realized character that you like you you feel like he's real like you'll you'll meet someone in real life if, if you've read this book who's like them is this this is sam pollitt it's a it's incredible what she does, like, using language. And she's, she's got, like, a very, very technical precision with language going down and sort of, like you, could, like, you can infer meaning from the way that her sentences are structured about her political leanings. She was a Marxist, obviously why I like her. <laughs> uh, but she's got this incredible, like, skill and grasp of language. I feel like two very different books there. We've got the abstract Peter Carey, who I I would say is like, a more fun version of, like, Kafka or something. So mm. he does the weird, like, stories that just totally turn bizarre mm. and abstract and have, like, some defined point. Mm. But he's very fun as well. Like, some mm. of the stories you're just like, this is so weird. This is just hilarious. Mm. Like, Stead's a bit unorthodox in that her stories, because her goal is to mirror real life as possible, she doesn't, uh, she doesn't really sort of... Have there's no there's no like a sort of Freytag's dramatic triangle that you can yeah. place over the story of especially the man who loved children. Go here's the beginning, here's the climax, here's the denouement, here's all of like the the fancy, you know, like sort of the bits. This is like there's no like structure to it. It's sort of uh, it's like a wave sort of thing. It goes up in waves and it sort of rambles and meanders and goes off into places that go nowhere. Just like real life, because her goal was not to create a uh, like a great story, but her goal is to create real life. In on in in the written word, and I think that's very very impressive. It's sort of a very very out there and quite uh, unique take on like social change. Two two very different but very unique authors, I reckon. Both both uh, doing weird stuff. Both Australian as well. Yes, so that's always good. Always Some good. Good Australian authors. Good Australian authors. I wonder if they would have enjoyed a halal snack pack. <laughs> <laughs> This podcast was brought to you by Amplify. 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 The sound of underage Melbourne.